What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Stoop Life. If today is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. It's good to have you guys here. And you're in the right place for everything sports-related. Now, today, I'm going to be real quick with you guys because I'm doing a podcast before Game 2 of the NLCS. We are a Philadelphia-based podcast, so you know the Phillies are on, and we're ready to do it. So, today, we got NFL Week 6 just ended. Already Week 6, guys. Time's flying like that. It's going by quick. Uh, We're lucky we got extra game again this year, so we get to see more football than we usually do, but... uh, it's going by fast, and, you know, fancy football, it's, I'm hurting in some of my leagues, and in some of my leagues, I'm getting a l- couple lucky wins because people are getting a lot of injured players. You know, this week, we had another onslaught of injured players. Trevor Lawrence hurt his knee. Uh, Fields hurt his hand. Jimmy G hurt his back. Anthony Richardson hurt his throwing shoulder. Now he may need surgery, and he may miss the remainder of the year. Other guys we got, we got CMC, oblique slash ribs. David Montgomery got hurt as well. He's going to miss some time. Karen Williams is going to miss this week. He hurt his ankle. Debo Samuel hurt again. He hurt his knee slash ankle slash hamstring, basically his leg. He might play, though. Trent Williams and Lane Johnson both hurt ankle, respectively, on both of them. A lot of injuries. We could sit here and talk for 20 minutes about that, but... What do you guys think is causing all these injuries? There's some people that are saying it's it's because of lack of preseason, lack of, you know, prep for these guys. Uh, maybe. It's more Thursday night football games. People are playing less rest, maybe. I don't know what it is. But the injuries this year are absolutely insane. There's just 100 superstars that are injured. I'm not just talking about random guys because if I would if I'll throw in some random guys that are injured right now, the list would be you know, it'd be a biography. It'd be huge. It'd be a lot of them. It'd be a thousand of them. But for fantasy football purposes, good luck on the waiver wire. There's a bunch of trash players that you can pick up. I was going to go over them, but like you guys even look at your fantasy football fragrance. The third string running back from Arizona. Four-string running back from L.A. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, You're in some trouble if you need some uh, pickups this week. But it is what it is. We're going into week seven. We have zero undefeated teams. That means San Francisco lost and Philly lost. Everybody thought they were going to have easy victories. You know, San Francisco going into Cleveland against P.J. Walker. The Philadelphia Eagles into New York. A dog walk, right? Against Garrett Wilson and the New York Jets. That's why you don't take teams lightly in the NFL. That's why you don't overlook teams in the NFL. You had the San Fran was looking, you know, easy win. And then what happened? You got a lot of injuries. You lost. Can make make it make it a, a obvious reason of why they lost that game. Chris McCaffrey went down, Debo went down, Trent Williams went down. They had a lot of injuries. Understandable. It's still a bad loss because you lost to PJ Walker. But lucky for them, the other undefeated team, like I said, Philadelphia lost. And my Philadelphia Eagles, that was a bad loss. That was a trap game at its finest because this coming week we get to play the number one offense in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins and also fellow 5-1 team. There are five teams in the NFL right now that are 5-1. I'm going to rank them. 
hate me or not, I think the best team in the NFL is still going to be Kansas City. They got Patrick Mahomes. A lot of you are saying, ah, they're not that good right now. The refs are helping them. Well, that's one reason why I got Kansas City at number one, even though they already lost to a fellow 5-1 and one team in the Detroit Lions. But Kansas City got Patrick Mahomes and they got the referees. We've seen what happened in Tom Brady's career when you got the best quarterback, the, the, the face of the league. We already know what's going to happen. They are the defending champions. So until they're not tied for the best record in the NFL – I'm going to consider them the best team in the NFL. After that, I still do have the San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Francisco 49ers, they got all them injuries. They'll be okay. Uh, Brock Purdy still gives me a question mark because we see, and he did look like Baker Mayfield without his weapons. That does concern me a little bit, but they do play all around football. They got a good line if Trent Williams can play. And if Christian McCaffrey and Debo can play, they got weapons there. Their defense is great. They are number two. Number three, a lot of questions I got right now from my Philadelphia Eagles. You got to get your shit together. You got a new play caller on offense. You got a new play caller on defense. And you guys are looking lackadaisical out there. They had a team meeting. They brought in a veteran, Julio Jones, today, which I don't know if it's going to correlate to a lot of stats going forward. But I think that veteran presence is going to help them know how to, you know, prep for these games better, be able to read the film better for the games going forward because they're going to need it this week against Miami, who I got number four. I got Miami number four simply because they've been beating up on bet, on good on bad teams. But against the two good teams they played, their offense didn't show that great. They, they lost to Buffalo. And so if you get a good defense against them, still questionable. They will move up to number one this week if they do beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll give you that. Because I think if you're coming into Philly on a Sunday night football team, a team like Philly that needs a win and Miami comes out here and dominates, I think they're there. Number five, I think it's the highest ever for the Detroit Lions in in rankings in my life. I got Detroit Lions at number five in the NFL right now. It's no overreaction that this is the best Lions team We've had in ever. Probably ever, right? I mean, I've only been around for 33 years, so it's the best team in my 33 years. Uh, I'm saying a lot. They are dominant on both sides of the ball, and they got a cakewalk schedule. They got like two hard games left. They're favored in, I think, nine of their, their rest of their games. They might win seven or eight more games. You're looking at 12-13 win Detroit Lions team. Think about that. Imagine a playoff game coming through Ford Field in Detroit. They got some pretty good fans there. They're going to be excited. So we'll see what happens there. How about the Jets? They're 3-3 without Aaron Rodgers. Are they somehow going to will them ways to the playoffs? I've seen a lot of you guys posting that. I know we got a a lot of Jets fans in Stoop Life group on Facebook. And I listen, great win. It was a great win. You you came through with your three cornerbacks out, but uh, you're going into a bye week at 500, which is great. But I I don't see it keeping up. You guys didn't do anything to win that game except uh, 
make Jalen Hurts throw 45 times, 50 times, which is, was stupid from the coordinator. So I don't even think that the, the uh, Jets won that game. I think that the Eagles thought they were going to come into that and dog walk them, and they dog walked themselves. Big win by New York, but uh, playoffs without AR? Ah, good luck. AR is throwing on the sidelines right now without a boot, but uh, no, not happening. Not happening. Shut that overreaction down, Jets fans. Go back to New York, enjoy your win, and fuck off. Cincinnati Bengals, though, they got another win. Watch out, AFC North. Got a lot of people thinking they're going to come back and win the AFC North. Honestly, I'm, I have mixed reactions on the Bengals. They won two games in a row. Back, they're at three and three. Joey Burrow's looking like he might come back with a, a vengeance here. But hold the horses, pump the brakes, Cincinnati. You need to get a run game first. Because last week, you guys still didn't look good. Seattle just, I don't know what they were doing on the offensive side of the ball. They missed a lot of, lot of open catches. And much like the Jets, I think Seattle lost that game as well. I'm not taking anything away from Cincinnati. It was a big win, good win. But uh, I think Seattle lost that game as well. I think... Uh, the AFC North is up for grabs, so possibly. I'm rooting for Cincy. I got Cincy, but uh, pump the brakes a little bit. We got to see a little bit more out of Joe Burrow and his health going forward to let them uh, see what happens. Good thing is they are going into a bye week, so Joe Burrow can get a little bit healthier, and we'll see what they look like on their way outside of that bye week. I think they're going to look a lot better. So uh, mixed emotions, but pump the brakes on the Bengals real quick. A lot of you were thinking that coach of the year is already over. We got the Houston Texans. Three wins. Same amount of wins I had last year. Is D'Amico Ryan's the coach of the year? Honestly, like if they keep going at this pace, it's not an overreaction at all. But there is another man out there named Dan Campbell from Detroit. And he's not getting, he's not getting ripped off again this year. They didn't, Dan Campbell should have won Coach of the Year last year, but he didn't make the playoffs, so they didn't give it to him. This year he's going to make the playoffs, he's going to win that. This Detroit team takes after their coach. So does, so does the Texans coach, though. D'Amico Ryan's first year, nobody expected nothing out of him. Their defense looks legit. Their quarterback looks legit. Watch out for the Houston Texans in that division, too, because that division's... Uh, a little shaky right now, especially with a Thursday night football game. Trevor Lawrence may not play. We'll see what happens. How about Jim Schwartz, though, in Cleveland? I remember him coming here in Philly. He sucked. Lost us a lot of games. Best defense in the NFL right now. They've only allowed, what, 20 first downs total this year so far? Unbelievable. They're like half of anybody else. Mainly that's because of... Miles Garrett, who let's 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 not be real, he may not have all the stats, but he's probably the defensive player of the year. Let's go watch that video of him just absolutely manhandling Trent Williams, which does not happen. Nobody does that too, but he manhandled Trent Williams and he caused havoc on yet another offensive line and another quarterback, and they won the game because of him. Be real. I mean, a lot of players got hurt, but that dude changed the way of the game. Defensive player of the year because of the defensive coach of the year, Jim Schwartz and Miles Garrett. 
that may be a reason why. You know, they lost Nick Chubb, so nobody's talking about him. They got this whole Deshaun Watson thing going on. But watch out for Cleveland. They say defense wins championships. So if this defense keeps up, watch out for them. Number one team in the NFL so far, though, in passing yards and rushing yards is Miami Dolphins. That has never happened this late in the season, ever. Number one. On pace, number one ever offense. They have average of 316.8 yards per game passing and 181.8 yards per game rushing. That is absolutely phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. And now you're coming to Philadelphia, depleted defense. It's going to be a a tough task for Philadelphia to shut them down. But, man, Miami. On pace, they got they got the league leader in two positions. You got Tulin quarterback and Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. And listen, Tyreek Hill might be my favorite player in the league because this dude does not give a shit about being fined. And NFL, you need to pull the fuck back on these fines because let these players celebrate because that's great. It brings it brings camaraderie to the game. It brings people to the game because they like to see that. Because Tyreek Hill scoring a touchdown. And then grabbing the, the worker's phone and doing a flip with it was absolutely phenomenal. The guy's a freak athlete. If you guys have not seen it, go look it up. Tyreek Hill backflip touchdown. And then go look up the video from that actual camera. It was pretty damn cool. Like the guy had a video of Tyreek Hill running his route and then scoring the touchdown. And then Tyreek Hill grabs the phone and does a flip. Like it was... It was phenomenal. It was absolutely crazy. Like, the guy's fast as shit, athletic as shit, and, like, just let him do what he wants to do. I like watching it. I'm sure you guys do, too, so let them do that. So I want to see, what do you guys think is more impressive right now? The fact that Tyreek Hill is on pace for 2,300 yards, number one wide receiver right now with 814 yards, or the fact that Zach Moss is the number two running back in the NFL with yards. Zach Moss, number two running back in the league with yards. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is back. Maybe, maybe you should trade him because Zach Moss is looking pretty good. Buffalo, you fucked up. You should have kept him. You should have used him right because this dude's a beast. He got 466 yards, which is 87 yards ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Behind him is Akne, Karen Williams, who's hurt from L.A., and DeAndre Swift. That's an ugly group right there. I know it's a pass-friendly league, but holy shit. 466 yards is number two. It's pretty bad. Christian McCaffrey got 553. He's number one in the league rushing. That's it's not a lot at all. I mean, it's not that bad. But considering the fact if you look at the drop-off from 1-2 down, it's pretty bad. But we got we got the number one receiver in the league, like I said, Tyreek Hill at 8-14. He's 142 yards ahead of number two, which is A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown just set a record. He had first four games in a row with 125 yards receiving. Is he going to do it again against Miami? I think he will. A.J. Brown's the man. But what, what we got a matchup between the top two receivers in the league, in Tyreek and AJ. And when this happens in the NFL, it kind of reminds me when Moss was playing T.O. or Calvin versus Moss or 
one of those type of matchups where these guys both were going to compete with each other to get catches and they would get electrifying 65 70 yard touchdown catches so if you're if you're betting this week this is the game to bet and I'll touch these wide receivers at catches over 20 yards they're both going to have like five of them it's going to be electrifying but after that you got digs Puka Nakua at number four and DJ Moore at number five in receiving yards. Coming out of Miami again, you got the number one passer in Tua at 1876. He's 201 yards above number two, Kirk Cousins. Who would have thought that Tua would have made it this far? What I mean by that is like everybody assumed he was going to get hurt week one and this dude is balling out. I'm going to tell you again. He will win the MVP this year. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but he's going to win the MVP this year. Two is going to stay healthy. He's out here promoting sound of freedom. I told you he got God on his side watching over him this year because he's promoting stuff to help people. He's going to win the MVP. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it next week when uh, he puts up yards against my Philadelphia Eagles but takes the L because their defense sucked. Just gonna say that. He's gonna put up yards. Defense is gonna suck. Philly's gonna win. Two is still gonna be my MVP pick. Kirk Cousins, though. 200 yards behind him, but he lost Justin Jefferson. Behind him, you got Matt Stafford, CJ Stroud, and Jared Goff. Now, I said the running backs were ugly, but how ugly are the quarterbacks? Tua, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford. C.J. Stroud and Jared Goff. If you would have sat here through six weeks of football and told me that was the top five, I'd, I'd have asked you for like lottery numbers because you came back from the future. NFL is not going how anybody thinks it's going right now, and I love it. I don't like that it's rigged. I don't like that the games are fixed because last week, don't even get me started on that because I'm going to try and cut this podcast off here shortly, but... Last week's, this week's games, if you watch them and if you bet anything on them at, at all or watch any of the spreads or watch any of that and watch what some of these referees were calling on these plays to keep the games a close line or cover a spread or a over-under, this was the worst week of rigged football I've ever seen in my life. Give me a like on my post here if you agree with me because people are starting to wake up and see what we mean by that because it's pathetic. The NFL is entertainment it's awesome, but that shit is fixed. Let's be real. But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to hop off of here. We will be back again. I know the Phillies play on Thursday, but I got to do a podcast on Thursday because we got UFC coming up. And this UFC event we got coming up is one of my favorite events of the year. It was already my favorite, and then they switched them. We got the main event between my man, Alexander Volganowski. Taking on, on an 11-day notice, moving back up in weight, fighting Islam Makachev again. And then we got the co-main event. We got the former middleweight champ, not the middleweight champ, the former welterweight champ, Kamara Usman, moving up in weight again on 11-day notice to fight the animal Hamzat Shamayev. This is the best co-main event Main event ever. Maybe not ever because I can't think of some great ones, but off the top of my head, can't top this one. I, you really can't. This is phenomenal. I can't wait to do it. We're going to be here. We're going to break it down. So 
be on the lookout for that because it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. I'm going to be hype. I'm going to have like three energy drinks while I'm doing it. So I'll be all amped up. So tune in. And again, guys, follow us on Instagram at Stoop Life Sports or follow us on Facebook in the Facebook group at The Stoop Life. And then be sure to follow us on YouTube at Stoop Knockout. You can get all the links on our Instagram page right in our bio. So follow us there. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Peace out.